0: On this episode of the Range Minded Podcast, I kind of go on a little bit of a rant. Luckily for you, it's just a short episode. Kind of get you caught up on why I have such a huge spread between the last show and this show, and maybe a few more things. Anyways, take a listen, guys. Hope you enjoy. Good day, good evening, or whatever time of day it may be. Sorry, I had to clear my throat right there. Welcome back to the show, hey. Eh? This is Range Minded Podcast. Again, this is just going to be a quick solo show, just trying to get you caught up with the world of Range Minded. Um, seems like every time world gets busy, we get lazy. Uh, or maybe we just get busy, too. I don't know. Anyways, what's up? My name is Steve Zimmerman. Um, again, this is just going to be a short show. I'm not going to have, uh, have Nick on tonight, either. Um, just because this was kind of an impromptu, impromptu show um man i gotta stop doing that sorry i i notice i do that a lot so i'll try not to snap my tongue ever again so anyway as i said this range of my podcast i was gonna get you caught up on what's going down with us so um as some as you may or may not know uh i'm a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and uh as our youth get to be a certain age uh, they, if they choose to, they can go on a mission, um, which means they go out and proselyte. So, my son Brigham, if you remember, he was on a show quite a while ago. Uh, he decided he wanted to go on a mission. So recently, we we sent him on his way. So we're excited about that. So there's one big change. Also, um, as you may or may not know, I'm a, a carpenter by professional trade, and uh, for some reason. People are moving to Idaho in droves and many of them want to build ridiculously expensive homes that require a lot of attention. And so, uh, in order to get these houses ready for somebody to move in, I've noticed that I've had to dedicate a little bit extra time to keep some of these folks happy. So uh, there's the two reasons why, uh, why i've been so absent so i hope you enjoyed the last show with cody cody is awesome uh, uh with red right hand and if you haven't had a chance to to, to check out those uppers that we talked about <clears throat> um follow him on instagram get up there on youtube or well not youtube sorry facebook and see the stuff he's going i i don't know well, i haven't talked to him lately to see uh if they are available or how how far out until they are available um but they look like they are a ton of fun. Anyway, so there's a couple things uh, besides that I wanted to talk about. Um, got just also getting you caught up on my poor decision making skills. Um, sorry, my computer's acting up here. You ever notice that sometimes your computer just freaks out for no reason, and it's telling you that you know you need to install this or iTunes that or whatever. It's kind of annoying. So, yeah, I have to keep skipping out on this stuff. It's really, really annoying. Sorry. <sighs> Decision making. That's right. So, a while ago I saw this video on YouTube. And, and I promise this has a point. I promise. This isn't just me uh, talking for a while, which it really will be. But it does have a point at the end of the story. I promise. So, a while ago on on YouTube I was perusing around and I saw this thing on pallet auctions. Uh, and maybe you already know where this is going. So, <clears throat> I was really intrigued. Uh, screwing around, I, I log on to this, this pallet auction website, which is in Salt Lake. And maybe you guys know the video I'm talking about, too. I'm not going to really reference where I watched it. But anyway, um, I it was really cool. They were walking through this auction house. This pallet, these pallet auctions are what they are. is uh, stuff that's been lost in shipping or, or whatever um, somehow ends up. At this auction house, and they auction off these pallets, and you have no idea what's in these pallets, um, save what you can see on the top of the heap of each um, of each box, basically. So, <clears throat> I'm cruising through this uh, this auction site, and and maybe you've seen it or not. I have a 1958 Dodge pickup that is waiting to be worked on and restored to make a to make a fun tootling around truck. So as I'm going through these pallets. Uh, you know, each lot on this pallet auction website, I see this one box, and I can tell by the look and shape, and you can just barely read this logo on the side. It was a Holler, a Holly EFI system, um, the sniper. If you guys understand car parts, it's it's a pretty pretty cool little deal. Bolts onto your uh, your motor, you know. Anyway, electronic fuel injection. You get the point. The parts about fifteen hundred bucks. So I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, I got this old Dodge pickup. I'm going to be working on uh, that EFI. is sweet. I, I dig the setup on it. Maybe this will be an easy way for me to get a cool, cool part um, for for my future build, right? In air quotes. So I'm digging. I'm digging through this thing. I'm looking through the pictures as much as I can see the the verbal description on that particular lot. There's two different pallets on that. Particular lot, I could kind of make out things here and there, and just doing some quick mental math, I'm like, okay, the 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 EFI is about fifteen hundred bucks new, and I can't remember what else was on that pallet. There's a few things, and, and it added up. like, yeah, that's probably maybe three thousand dollars worth of stuff. You know, if I can get it for a good deal, it absolutely be worth it, especially if it's fifteen hundred bucks or less. So <clears throat> I'm going through, and uh, and I decide to bid on it so and and, uh like any auction if you've been to the auction nobody really starts bidding until closer to the end of the auction and things get exciting so i'm watching this bid or this uh this particular lot and well okay backtrack a little bit if i'm looking at it like oh man you know 1500 bucks i could probably maybe swing another pallet so I'm swerving through some other lots and I find this next pallet that had some cool stuff, has an electric scooter. Again, I'm start doing this this mental math and I'm realizing, hey, there's and there's quite a bit of money in this pallet. So if I can get it for a couple hundred bucks, man, I could turn some quick coin. Of course, every time we try to do this stuff at any kind of auction, we start to justify our poor purchasing habits, right? Um anyway, we get to the day of the auction. It's a soft close. So every time somebody bids, it adds 20 seconds to to that particular lot that's closing. Well, some jerk decided he wanted the EFI probably as much as I did. And so we get into this battle. And he probably was just running me up just because he could. <sighs> anyway. So that first lot with the EFI, and I think there was some, actually some cordless tools in there. It, it really was worth what i paid honestly even though i felt like i paid too much so that i ended up spending about two grand on that first lot which was two pallets and then the second pallet that had the the scooter and i can't remember whatever else was on there uh that was like 20 minutes later in the auction so again i'm bidding somebody decides they want to run it up a little bit oh i got that second lot for there's a couple hundred bucks absolutely worth what that was worth anyway so uh i decided you, you have to pick it up you can't really have it delivered it's not worth it to have it shipped so uh, i drove down to salt lake and there's a whole nother story about that adventure that i'll share at a different time uh, but it was so exciting right y- you you feel like you have some sort of success you've made an investment um on this purchase that you have no idea what's inside those The boxes, I guess, as we get there. And it was kind of fun. It was kind of like Christmas. You open up, you have no idea what's in each one of these boxes. And there were some cool surprises. Nonetheless, I spent roughly three grand, really, for a $1,500 part in reality. (laughs) So, what's the point of this story? First of all, it is a ton of fun to spend your money on a pallet auction until your wife finds out. And then the joy kind of leaves you. Uh, second, and this is what I really wanted to get to, and this this is the serious part, is what are we spending our money on, right? As, as uh, I guess, air quote, lions, right? We don't want to be the sheep in the herd. We want to be the lions of the protectors or the, or the sheepdogs, which has turned out to be a a cliche of a comment. But as we are... Uh, making wise purchases to defend our family or neighbor or whatever. What are we purchasing? What are we spending our money on? Are we spending it on obscure ammunition? Because, I mean, everybody wants a, a 6 millimeter arc <clears throat> instead of maybe buying a couple boxes of 9 millimeter or, more important, training, something like that. Are we learning about gardening? Are we learning about ham radios or whatever, you know what I mean? What are we really spending our money on? Or unfortunately now, I mean most of us are trying to spend money on gas. Maybe maybe uh those frivolous purchases need to be put on the wayside and we need to be a little bit more deliberate in our spending. Okay? So uh that's what I want I kind of wanted to talk to a little bit tonight and then we'll go. I the show's probably only going to be about 30 minutes long, so it's not going to be uh, a very crazy show. <clears throat> um, and then we can even talk maybe a little bit about bartering. Uh, not that I'm an expert in bartering by any means. But it's just something to, to think about as the world gets um, a little more hectic. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you've gone to buy ammo lately, you've noticed that it, ammo is, at least in my neck of the woods, is getting a little bit easier to find uh the prices are are I don't think ever gonna be like they were pre, you know, or the Trump the Trump administration areas. Ammunition was plentiful and it was cheap and we should have probably been buying more than we were shooting. Uh, me included, right? So I was thinking about this um today. I heard a report that um the, the econo- economic hardships are affecting the average American home. I think it was $5,400, 5200 a year more now than it was last year. Uh, which is a lot of money. Uh, a lot. Today I filled up my pickup with diesel. And, and maybe we'll be looking back at my day. I paid $5 a gallon for diesel. <clears throat> but a year ago, I was paying like $3 a gallon for diesel. So... In the last few months, and, and you can blame it on whatever Trump, or you can blame it on um, Joe, or whatever. It, it is what it is right now. So, we need to probably be restricting some of the money that we're spending out for the fun stuff um, and maybe be a little bit more deliberate in what we're purchasing. Um, a good friend of mine, his sister, uh, she's an American citizen, but she married um, a, a, a guy down in Mexico. They live in Mexico. They live in a nice part of Mexico, um, and I think he's a doctor, or something. He they they live in a nice a nice part of Mexico, and he was relaying to me that uh, the president of Mexico recently made a speech um, about, uh, well. It really is just hearsay and paraphrasing. But basically, the gist of the speech was that there's not going to be enough food in the stores. You need to buy uh, stuff to garden. You need to be growing your own food. You need to be having chickens in your yard. You need to be self-sufficient because it's going to be difficult. So how does that affect us? Um, avocados are going to be harder to get. Sure, whatever. We do get a lot of produce and other stuff from Mexico. I know Mexico really isn't the bastion of a free economy. They've they're used to having uh, hardships and stuff down there too. But we need to understand is what what our neighbors, and this goes for in our own community. Sometimes whatever affects our neighbors will directly affect us. So what are we doing? Me included, and all of you, hopefully, have you made a plan of of Getting the most out of your money. We see that fuel is more expensive. I actually drive quite a bit for work, especially if I'm going to be teaching, uh, or you know, I have a class once in a while in Boise, sometimes up to twice a month. So I'm driving to Boise frequently. Um, I drive to Utah occasionally. Um, I'm making a, a plan to go to Colorado for a class uh, in September. Hopefully that works out, and we will be doing a show in Denver. It'll be awesome. Anyway, digress. So what are we sacrificing? What are we willing to sacrifice? And how are we prioritizing our spending in a way that keeps us responsible, that helps us to uh, still protect our families and, and our neighborhoods or whatever, And and how far are we willing to go? And I don't have the answers like maybe you're waiting for for me to say, Steve, tell us, oh, wise Swami, what what the best thing is to do. And honestly, I cannot answer that for each one of us because I only know what's good for my family. My wife and I have um, talked about we we do a family garden with my in-laws, but it might be time to do a garden here on our property as well uh, to where, you know, vegetables are a little easier to get. Maybe get some chickens so the eggs are free. Um, and every little bit counts. Uh, I, I was talking to my nephew today. He was talking about buying his first AR. He's pretty young. And he was excited about it. And I told him, as we all experience, if we have one AR, it's definitely not our last. Um, for him, it's easy. He's just getting ready to get married. They're going to have start a family at some point. But where it's just him and his future wife, there really is not a lot of expense with food or whatever. They have a little extra play money, even though it doesn't seem like it when you're in that point. But I haven't really bought. And if you remember shows in the bygone era, you know, a couple of years ago, I was buying one gun, two guns a month, maybe. Horse trading, getting here and there, getting ammo, whatever. But I've noticed I've had to really cut that down other than wasting three grand uh, on pallets full of junk uh, for one part, for sure, and that's what I'm getting at. We we need to be frugal, right? We need to be good, good, responsible citizens because obviously those people that have been elected to represent us have not been frugal and uh, and easy on the spending. So anyway, I just want you to think about that. Maybe it's time for you to, to plant a garden. Maybe it's time to learn some new skills. I I kind of, uh, I think about maybe more of a dystopian um, society. You know, skills are, are going to be more valuable um, th- than what we may be giving them credit for. Now when I say skills, I mean maybe knowing how to read a tape measure, how to, you know, build something for trade maybe some mechanic work or whatever those skills you know for a long time us in in that know a trade maybe we feel like we've been slighted for a few years <clears throat> we might be really grateful that we know how to do something um so what skills uh are you planning to develop like i say whether it's planning a garden maybe learning how to to use your hands and Build a home, or be a mechanic, or whatever. Um, also, outside of that, are you learning other necessary skills? Are you learning your first aid? Are you learning, um, you know, communication skills are, are very important. Maybe we need to learn how to how to barter, how to learn learn how to. Well, that sounds terrible, but how to how to use coercion in our favor. Um, I was listening to a podcast. I want to say it was the Jordan Harbinger show. I don't know if you guys know that. But he talked to an FBI guy, a CIA guy about about coercion. And it was very, very interesting about learning the things to say in the right order, in the right context, um, to basically not necessarily get what you want, but to have a a more positive outcome on your end. I I guess that's the best way to put put it. Um, I noticed, I don't know, they have these in your community, but that we have something called CERT. Um, now I can't remember what the acronym is, Community Emergency Response Team. That's what it is. So you learn some great skills there, something to do in a disaster, emergency response. And all these things are, are, are hopefully not going to be needed, but right, we, it's just like why we carry a gun or why we have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. We have them and hope that we never have to use them. But it's important to develop those skills. When was the last time you took a basic handgun class? And I, I know some of you guys might think, well, and that was that was so five years ago. I don't need to go back and take a basic class. I would suggest that you do and, and kind of revisit those basic skills to make sure that you can keep your proficiency levels up. It's well and dandy to take more advanced classes. Um, I met with a, a good friend of mine who's uh, he used to teach post at the at the police academy here in Idaho. I think he still does, um, but he he has a, a an academy here in eastern Idaho. That that uh, that he does with with his dad and his brother, and we were talking about more advanced skills as so far as like shotgun and and rifle that kind of stuff. It's important. I I, I actually suggested to them that I want to take some shotgun stuff from them. And he was complaining because he doesn't like dealing with a sore shoulder. But I, I think it's important that we think about broadening our skills, being more valuable to society, and getting to know our neighbors and understanding their skills and what value they bring into the table. And I'll I'll stop there with, with as far as that's concerned. Okay. Something else that I thought was kind of interesting and we only have a few minutes. Like I said, I want to keep this around 30 minutes. Um, maybe you guys have noticed or heard about the recent budget that President Biden proposed. Um, and it is a ridiculous amount of money. It was five trillion dollars or something. It was a ridiculous amount of money that's putting us, well, putting our children in bondage. I really do believe that they're going to be responsible for helping pay this debt off with taxes, and it's obscene. Anyway, within this package. Uh, was some money to the ATF. And I want to say it was like $5 billion or some ridiculous amount um, for hiring new officers, um, training, whatever. And obviously there's going to be some, most likely some ridiculous legislation coming down. Now, I understand that the ATF does not make law, but under the direction of the... Oh, man, I just lost. <laughs> um, you know what I'm trying to say. They have the authority to just come up with arbitrary rules and then say you have to you have to obey these rules or you're going to get in trouble. And here's one of them that came up. This is eh, kind of an old story, but it's happened since our last show. It's March 24th. This is on the uh, let's see where did I get this story off the Firearms Blog. Um. And you've probably heard by now, or maybe you haven't, I don't know, Rare Breed Triggers, uh, it's um, I guess it's a binary, what do they call it? No, a, a forced reset trigger, not a binary trigger. So they're saying that these particular forced reset triggers are now classified as machine guns under the Gun Control Act and under the NFA. And if if you have them, you have to turn them in. They sent a letter out to dealers saying, if you've sold these, we need to know where they went. And if you still have them, you need to give them to us. So, and and I know we've seen this before. And maybe some of you are like, hey, they're stupid. Binary triggers and force reset triggers, they're stupid. I don't care whatever. I just want my revolver. I understand that mentality, but it's wrong. And here's why I feel that it's wrong. Is because every time we let a bureaucracy nibble away at our rights, I feel unconstitutionally, it's just going to keep going on and going on and going on. We saw that with bump stocks. I think bump stocks are absolutely stupid. But I don't think the ATF needs to control them. If somebody wants to buy them, that's fine. Let them buy them. Binary triggers, force reset triggers, they do not meet the definition um, of a machine gun according to previous ATF definitions. But now, apparently, they feel that they do. Um, And now with this increased budget, the funding for the ATF, they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, There was, maybe you saw the letter that came from the ATF suggesting or hinting at future restrictions coming down the pike. Uh, and, And this is what I feel my gut says this is what's going to happen: is arm braces. They'll be considered uh, an NFA item because they can be put to your shoulder, and it'll be considered an SBR. So now, with an SBR, we have to reg- register it with the ATF um, through the NFA, pay our tax for the privilege and the blessing of of the federal government. What we need to remember is. The Bill of Rights is not a gift to us of what we can do. It is a restriction to the federal government for what they cannot do. And we get bombarded all the time on how uh, the government grants us these rights. The government does not grant rights. They are God-given rights. And we are continuously letting the government convince us that we, we want, the privilege of, of doing stuff. It is not up to the federal government. There are rights. They've been given to us, and the government is restricted. Anyway, what we need to do now, what's the call to action? Well, you need to contact your state representatives. You need to get as much pressure on the ATF as possible because this is unacceptable. Again, you might think, well, they're stupid. Nobody needs to worry about force reset triggers, whatever. It's not up to us. Uh, well, okay, it is up to us. That's not the point, I should say. The point is, is they're going to keep nibbling away bit by bit. And pretty soon, um, we're going to wonder what happened. Well, it's because we sat on our laurels and didn't do anything. There's going to be a magazine ban coming down the pike, too. You're going to see it. Um there's, there's some stuff coming down the line. And we need to stand up and say enough is enough. I understand that some restrictions people feel that they need to happen. I understand that. I get it. But I don't agree with it. We're grown-ups. We're adults. There are over 20,000 laws regarding firearms on the books nationally, and on the state level and the national level, that can be enforced. We don't need any more. We need the government to let the local agencies do their jobs. Is that enough renting for now? I guess I guess it probably is. Alright, so let's talk about real quick um one last thing, I only got a few minutes left. What's going on in September in north of Denver? So uh Remember Adam Boyce, right? Mart- uh, Spartan Mode. He's an instructor for Marshall Blade Concepts, who, which was started by Michael Janich. If you don't know who Michael Janich is, um, jump on YouTube, jump online, give the dude to Google. He's he's a pretty cool guy. Um, he started the... Uh, um, I guess it's not really theory, but he started the platform for for Marshall Blade Concepts. Um, experienced martial artist. Anyway uh i'm hopefully i need to get registered or it won't happen uh i'm gonna be going to they call it blade camp in colorado and i'm excited to take you along for the journey again this is still months and months away uh but i planned to uh maybe have a few short podcasts um if i can get them on the show that'd be fantastic i'm super excited about it i also acquired a awesome defense knife. Um, the Yo Jimbo by Spider Co. Check it out. Uh, highly recommend it. It's it's pretty damn cool. Anyway, uh, appreciate you guys hanging out again. I know this is a kind of a shorter show. It's probably really boring. Maybe you hate listening to my sultry voice. Maybe you notice it sounds a little different. Not only did I fix the mic issue that I had last time, I figured out what I did, and I'm an idiot. But I moved. Uh, I guess you could call it a studio. I moved my podcasting equipment upstairs. Well, now that my son's gone, I got to use the room for something, right? So I got a little studio. It's kind of nice. It's kind of cozy. Um, so hopefully it sounds a little better. Appreciate you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook uh, at Range Minded Podcast. Again, if you're looking for a holster uh, or just want to talk to a really good dude, look up Nick at Hoftech Industries, uh, the absolute best holster I've ever owned. Uh, and it is the official holster of the range-minded podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's late. I'm slurring my words. And I'm not even drinking. Anyways, we appreciate you guys. Be safe. Uh, get some training. Really think about how you're going to be spending your money the next little while to get the most out of it. Uh, and keep your eyes on a, or head on a swivel. Take somebody shooting. Be safe. I already said all that stuff. But see you later. Thanks, guys. Hey gang, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you liked this episode, make sure you let us know and everyone know by giving us a five-star rating and maybe sharing us with your friends. If you have an idea for an episode or a guest that you think would be cool to have on the show or you just want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at iishooting.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Podcast. Thanks again and take somebody shooting.